We had to actually, I had to put the record button on because we're having too much fun already, Karina. You know, it's just like we're just <laughs> Can't getting, let miss out. Yeah. We're just, we're just, we're just chatting shit. I always do this. I always do the pre, like, can I have a chat before we start the record button? And then um, it just like, can I? You forget to press it, and I just chat shit, and I'm like, fucking, I should have pressed this already. I'm now. This is, <laughs> this is content. This is gold, and I'm missing out on it. <laughs> This is prime time, so <laughs> there you go. It's not the same when you have to repeat it, though, is it? It doesn't have that same effect, does it? I know. It's just like, oh, no. It's like, it's, it's like you know, when you tell someone a joke, they don't get it, and you have to explain the joke. It's sort of that sort of feeling. It's just <laughs> exactly. Like, it's just, just, why are you making me do this? I hate you. <laughs> I do that to my friends sometimes just for shits and giggles. They sell me a joke, and it's a really funny joke, but I, I pretend that I don't understand it, and I just see the look on their face when I say, what do you mean? And they go, they, they look at me as if they want to punch me in the face. It's like, you fucking son of a bitch. Give me a joke, Ren. Give me a Scottish joke. A oh, Christ. You can't put me on the top of the thing like that. You, know, you can't put me on the Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you oh, now yeah. put me on the back foot. Give me a couple of minutes and I'll find out one. Towards the end of the show, there you go. You've got a, a crazy Scottish joke at the end of the day. Um, don't know if it's going to be any good, but it's, like, it's going to be one of those dad jokes. I'm a big fan of dad jokes at the minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I love the really stupid jokes, you know. It's, it just makes I think is because I've I'm now a father now. Well, I'm now have been for six years, and I think you just kind of kind of migrate into that. You don't even know you're in that dad role until you do it, <laughs> and then you come up with your first dad joke, and it's the proudest moment in your life. You're like, yeah, get in there. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. It's like, oh, that 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 joke was shit, right? I know, and I love it. <laughs> But Karina, thanks for jumping on. I do appreciate you coming on. It's been uh, we we tried to get it done before. We'll be it's rescheduled again. But I appreciate you coming on. But you've uh, you've got a lot going on recently, haven't you? I'm non-stop. I work non-stop, and it's uh, it's good that I do that. I have to think about the other bullshit around, you know. That's <laughs> real shit in the world. What do you do? Just keep, get your head down, get on with it. Best way to be sometimes, you know. You're um you're on how many books you on now? Is it fourteen? <laughs> I've just released my 15th, actually. 15. My 15th just come out. My 14th came out in November. Ooh. My 15th is actually officially released on the 1st of February, which is my birthday. Happy birthday for that. Thank you. And um, I have two more books in the pipeline. Holy crap. Well, what I think about authors and stuff like that and writing and Normally, I think it's like you, you come up with a book like every like two years, but you're bashing about left, right, and center. What's going on there? Well, not really. I mean, Jesus, I've got 15 books and I've been at this 27 years. So, <laughs> oh, I take that back then. I feel like a dick now. <laughs> no, um, I had a like a 10 year gap where right. I'd had this book. I had a, a fantasy um, after watching Lord of the Rings, I wrote my fantasy duology and I put it sort of in the bottom cupboard and forgot about it and 10 years later I got it out dusted yeah. it off and got a, a, a publishing contract for it so wow. uh, yeah was, so was that, I had was, a 10 year gap so how was it when you got the publishing stuff how did that come about did you just say just get in touch with someone and they were like I like this I'm going to give you some what, money I've got out of the 14 books I've got a hybrid publisher and a contract uh, traditional contracted publisher and I'm independently published. And the contracts and the hybrid actually came to me. Oh, cool. Which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> it's always flattering when they actually come to you, you know what I mean? And like, oh, you're, it, it's, it's, it means you're doing something right, you know, instead of you going to them, but you're pushing, selling to them, but they're coming to you. That's great. That's great. You must be. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It must be like one of those kind of, uh, kind of dream things that you do because – because when you mentioned that you've got you've got different avenues of publishing, a lot of people are now self-publishing like yourself sort of thing. You said you're independent. I mean, is it, do, you, do you feel as if it's, I mean, you've been in it for God knows how many years. You, have you seen the transition going oh, through yeah. like publishing and different ways of doing things? Oh, yeah. Thanks to frigging Amazon and bloody Kindle. <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen big, big change. But um, no, when I was first published, my first book, um, In Times of Violence, was um published um self-published um and i did it myself but i got burned by a fucking fancy press 
who rip authors off and take all their money and then Seriously? don't deliver. So what do they Seriously. do? They just say like, here, give you a deposit for all the all the stuff, and then you just pay me, from... pay me, pay me, and we'll publish your book. Ah, we'll send it viral, and you'll get to number one bestseller. Are they, the, the, are, they the, the, are they like the publishing aspect of the Nigerian prince that keeps emailing me? Is that that sort exactly, of aspect? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Take your money, they do nothing. Uh, one of my clients that I'm working with, poor him, he got stuck with one of them called Author House, and they got such a bad reputation. And they took his book and they didn't edit it, they didn't format it, they just put it together as an e-book, put it together as a paper book, back book and just put it out there. And when I took over his account and I had a look I said I can't promote your book because it's just a mess <laughs> all of the words on the ebook are all squashed together wow. I said I can't promote your paperback because it's twice the price it should be I said and the blurb on the back hasn't been edited so until we get you out of this contract I can't do the work you've hired me to do yeah so how did so, get how did you get out of him? Is he is he still in there? I, is he in the rabbit no, hole still? <laughs> I, I actually got him out. I was very proud of myself. First send time the, I've uh, send the boys round. Do you have like the, the yeah, Mitchell brothers round the corner? How good shot him out? It's a, it's the first time I've done that, so I'm really proud of myself. I just did a very professional, um, no bullshit email to them. And he heard within two days that yes, book's been taken off sale yeah, and you it. can have your original manuscript back. That's what you want, and so, that's what you want. Because the thing now is, I'm republishing it for him, and then I can start promoting it, and he can start uh, getting some sales. Hopefully, that's so starting from scratch with me. That's good. I mean, that's the thing. It's like some people like yourself who have, who know how to do it and how to do it properly. This is the thing. It's people like you that people need to talk to because mm -hmm. we were just when we were talking there about self publishing. A lot more people are trying to self publish more and more and more. And mm -hmm. as you just obviously highlighted, there's going to be some uh, some pitfalls when you get there. So it's good that there's people, genuine people like yourself, that can steer people in the right direction. Yeah, everyone's self-publishing. Nobody goes to the publisher anymore. Why to pay a third party when you can do it yourself? Yeah, no, that's true. So when you do self-publishing, you get full control. You know, yeah. Is it mostly you can, when you do it yourself? Because I've seen you talked about Amazon a minute ago, and I've been chatting to a lot of different people now. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I have a lot. I've got 13,000 connections on LinkedIn. That's just because. Oh, I'll have to. No, I have to join you. I'm on LinkedIn. Get involved. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. And um, I've, do you know something with LinkedIn going into it? I've always used it as my day job thing because I never use it as my podcasting at all. So I've only I've not had any involvement with podcasting. So I've been building my socials around like this. So like my Facebook and I'm, uh, Instagram mostly. Doing my TikToks as well. I'm jumping on the TikTok bandwagon. If anyone's on there, go and have a look. It's awesome, yeah. It's great. And um, I know you really, and I've got 12,000 people on LinkedIn and I've not even done anything with it. So I've now started to push my stuff onto LinkedIn now. So only only this week. So we'll see how this gets on and see if I can get a few. But already... everything, my professional and my um, books and everything is on LinkedIn. If I've got a, a promo or a new book coming out straight on LinkedIn, I don't okay. care if it's to do with business contacts. <sighs> People are still seeing your stuff, especially when you use hashtags. Exactly. The more hashtags you use, the correct hashtags you use. Yeah. more people will see your post, whether it's to do with business connections or not. I know the, the, the good thing about the organic reach for LinkedIn is great. You could post something, as you mentioned, with the hashtags that you get, it's thousands, see it, thousands, which is what you want. Mm. Chris, look at us, as if we're talking, we're proper getting into the LinkedIn stuff now. Look at us. People yeah, are, people yeah, are crying. We sound God, really professional, don't we? we? I know. Do they know? <laughs> yeah. We said as if we actually know what we're doing. We do, I definitely yeah, don't. We, we do know what. Yes, you do. You know what you're talking about. Ah, no, stop it. <laughs> stop it. But, um, but the one thing I was talking about when I was on LinkedIn, there's a guy on there called Mike Winnett. I was obviously he's not his real name. I don't know if you've heard of this guy before. And this guy's a, he's a, a entrepreneur. He's basically the backstory of this guy. He's, he's from Warrington up north and <laughs> um, he's not an entrepreneur, but he tries and uh, he, he had a business and he sold it from millions and millions. So instead of doing what he does, he's got a media company now, but what he does now is try and expose all these like con artists that says, come buy my course for like five nine nine. Oh, shit. All these guys. How cool is that? And he, all these like kind of seminars that you go to and they try and sell. He just does it all. And it's 
brilliant. He goes, he pulls out, he actually did it to Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, in his office. He got invited to his office and basically called him out and he, to his face. Guys are great. But there's one thing that he did do. He said he tried to get on Amazon's bestseller, number one bestseller list for a book that he wrote. And it was a blank mm-hmm. book. It was a blank book, had mm-hmm. nothing in it. And he managed to get to, it was on YouTube. And he managed to get to the Amazon bestseller, number one bestseller with no writing in the book. It was just a cover with no word, just blank pages. And he, and he got there. And I was like, and it's so much fun. And it's like, when you when you see that as like a, a proper trained, like kind of professional author, do you feel as if it's like what Amazon's done and how they're going about things is really kind of changing what you've kind of been used to? Uh, I've had a love and hate relationship with that place for years and lately a real hate relationship with it. Not only is it um, taking and closing authors counts, um, it's removing reviews. They can do, we we have no say on there at all. It's just a bookstore and they can kick us off and kick us out of that store anytime. And we lose all of our reviews. We lose all of our books. We lose all of our followers. Shocking and they can that. do it anytime without any notice, and there's nothing we can do about it. Shit, how, how did what I mean? Why do they do that? We actually? have no rights, we have no rights at all. Same with Facebook, though. Hmm. Same with Facebook, we have no rights on Facebook. We're using we're, we're lodgers on their site, and they can kick us off and kick us and close our account anytime without any reason. Bunch of bastards, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, fucking yeah. right, they are. Have they kicked you off? Yeah. Before? I've been I've been blocked. Right. I, I was kicked out. No, I was kicked out when I first started many many years ago, and Facebook was new for spamming. I didn't realise I was <laughs> trying to find followers, um, and, but apparently I got um, they actually uh, the people that I contacted actually went to um, uh, went to Facebook and said, "Oh, she's been spamming me and bothering me." So I got kicked off, and then I came back a few years later, and um, I've been what we call Facebook jail where they don't allow you to post anything or they don't allow you to share anything yeah. for like two weeks. God. And then I've had my, I've had my, late, lately I had my account threatened to be closed because of a erotic image that I put on Facebook in 2015 <laughs> when there was no rule about erotic images. Christ, and now they're going, you're going through your back catalogue sort of thing now because this new I've contacted, I've tried contacting him to say what the fuck, because this is 2015 when there were no um, problems posting, everybody was doing it. I said, and you're, you're threatening to close my account for something I posted in 2015. Stupid. Absolutely pathetic. Have you, pathetic. have you managed to sort it out though? No, no, no it's still, can't get in still... touch with them. You, you try and get in touch with someone on Facebook. There is no such thing as Facebook support. They yeah. don't want to fucking know. They really don't. <laughs> they don't, I can imagine that. I've never tried to. I've never had a chance to get involved with all that sort of stuff yet. It's, um, I've not had a reason to more than anything else. It's just, I, I'm kind of a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rubbish when it comes to stuff like that. I don't post that much. I should do. And everyone says you should really start posting more, but I don't. I just, I'm well, interested. because of being author assist and because my clients are authors and, of course, I promote their books, that's my job. So I live on Facebook. Whether I hate the place or not, I live on there and I have yeah. to post on there on all of the social media platforms as well for them. But um, going back a bit, when you were talking about con artists. yes. I'm, I'm really, really clever and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stupid as some people think I am. So I got this <laughs> post of someone from Instagram and it says, we're looking for ambassadors and influencers. Yes, well, I've yeah, had loads of them. Yeah, I've had loads of these. Yeah, for, for um, this uh, goth um, fashion label. And I was like, cool, if you want a full-bodied woman, you know, pear-shaped and big busts and what have you, then yeah, I'm all for it. Let me know you know, what you're going to send me and um, what you want me to do with it. He says, all right, you go to the website and you get 10 pieces free. I was like, okay, first of all, red flags. And then you pay $39 shipping, red flag. Um, Okay, but I'm international. No, no, that's fine. It's still $39. Okay, two red flags. Um, 
what about the things I've just seen your website and you've got everything I mean what can I pick anything you want big fucking red flag I said so I pick 10 things like boots and bags and clothes and you just send them to me for a straight amount 34.99 shipping yes 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 okay I left got off of Instagram went on to uh, Facebook uh, went on to Google started typing in goth army came up as a site came up as a, you know proper places on Facebook and on the website and then going deeper deeper down the rabbit hole I finally got to the scam page <laughs> there we go um the person who hired the website didn't leave their real name mm. they've only hired it for one year Jesus. Exactly, exactly. And then there was people, oh, I've ordered and I've never got received my delivery. Guys. And uh, before anyone who's listening now, before anyone gets scammed for any of these, um, be my role model, be an influencer, be um, an ambassador, do this, do that. If it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to <laughs> be true. And if you go onto Yahoo and Google and go through and write down scam, write down the label, write down the name, if it is a scam, it will come up. You have to research before you sign on that dotted line because uh, so many people are getting caught by it and ripped off, but I'm, yeah. I'm a smart cookie. I like that. I've had a lot of them before. I had the first one. You know what it is? The first one I had was a jewelry store. It was a jewelry store, mm -hmm. and it was exactly the same setup that you just described. Mm -hmm. To the T, exactly the same. Here, here's five bits you can have for free. Just pay for the postage and all that sort of stuff. And I nearly did it, but then the only reason, this is the reason, stupid thing about it. The only reason why I didn't do it is because it was all women's jewelry, and they had one male piece there. And I was like, well, I ain't getting involved in that. And that's the only reason. So I'm whole, so happy now. So I you would have done it. I would have done it. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> the thing is, though, I, I'm the stupid bastard that actually sits there and goes, just sees that big thing saying free. I'm like, okay, it's free. Oh, it's the Scottishness. In there. Nothing's free in life. There's always a catch. Always a catch. Always a catch. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm so happy. <laughs> I actually got one the other day. They're talking about these Instagram pages and stuff. I, I got one the other day. There, what was it? I want you to be a brand ambassador because we like your mm -hmm. profile. We want you to yeah. advertise your stuff on your um, yeah. on, on your thing. And I was like, okay, I don't know what this is. And I looked on it and I clicked. And it goes, click the links. I clicked the link and it went to a Facebook, uh, uh, an Instagram page. And it was it was a gay man's Instagram page of have to say ambassador for uh, uh, um like a. Uh, uh, a gay society and I was like you fucking try to say now like guys you know what I mean it's, like, it's all the pictures you've been putting up on Instagram people getting the wrong impression of you <laughs> that's it I, guess I, need, I need to rework my content or something I need to do something I mean, you bloody well should yeah oh dear <laughs> So, I yeah, I mean, if we're getting them, then other people are getting them. And those people listening now, they just need to know just to ignore them, block them. They'll get the idea yeah, eventually. Exactly. And just uh, don't don't let yourself get hooked on them. Because, like I said, nothing's free. So You're always going to be somebody out there. You know, there's always going to be a Nigerian prince trying to give people money. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be the same. I think he's actually famous for being the, actual, the original one. He's the OG scam artist. He must be some sort of like a hero in Nigeria or something, or maybe he's not even in Nigeria. He's probably in America somewhere. But it, <laughs> I seen I seen actually a video the other day that I like a, a a picture, and it goes uh, the Nigerian prince, and he's sitting there with a big wad of money behind him. Goes, why does no one want my money? And I just went, that's brilliant. That's just that <laughs> cracked me up. I was just like, because you never oh, know, dear. it's been gone for that long. It might just be legit. It might be legit. It's not legit, but no. it's going for that long because there are stupid people out there right that, there that fall for it i always say about these kind of stupid people i think what should happen in the future is like all these chemicals used to clean your house and i mean the, 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 there's, there's stuff on there that says um do not drink on bleach i think what we should do is just take those labels off for two labels years off. take the labels off for two years and let nature take its course and i think we'll have a better society in two years time it's not going to be like <laughs> it's going to be like the the like the the Brit the the humane well, the, the the Ryan version of the uh, the Avengers with Thanos doing the click and half the population go home. That's my version of doing it. Just get them to Do drink bleach, just stupid stuff. Yeah, but 
Okay, but do you, do you know what happens when someone drinks bleach? Oh yeah, the, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be fun. That's for sure. <laughs> that's so cruel. That's so. That's bad. You're evil. I know. I know. You're evil. <laughs> just, I'm not going to lie to you. If you're stupid you need to enough, come up with that. If you're you stupid need to come enough, up with that, you're just evil. If they're stupid enough to drink bleach, Karina, they deserve what they're getting. You know, it's like, oh, I might put this in my cordial. I need some squash. I'll put chuck this in instead. I've got no, I've got no water. I'll put this in. I'll add some flavour. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to taste anything else ever, mate. You know what I mean? God, it's gone down a dark route. It's gone down a dark route. <laughs> Actually, my uh, I've got two collections of uh, flash fiction. Flash fiction yeah. for those that don't know, it's a one minute story. Um, it's like one one to one and a half pages for a story, and so I have these um, two collections: um, Heads and Tails and Undressed. Love it. And I was on a podcast and he, he read two of my short stories but flash fiction out and he said, Do you know, you're bloody dark. And I went, <laughs> no, I'm not. I said, you just read sci-fi. He said, that is really dark sci-fi. And so I, I left it and I looked at my books, my, my stories, and I was like, bloody hell, I am dark. So then I took all the horror out of the two collections and put it into a small collection called Flash of Horror, which are all my dark dark flash fiction stories yeah that's what that's what when, when it comes up to it when you talk about all that the kind of dark stuff i said that to um uh the the, the missus the the better half i said to her because i always go through when people come on guests and joe to be fair she literally reminds me who's coming on what i need to do and uh, she's like oh <laughs> uh i was looking through and you sent the proposal you, you got in touch with us and i was like when do you get this girl on Karina, and she's like, why? He goes, she writes naughty books. And I was like, this is going to be oh, fun. Oh, well, right, we're going, okay, we'll get to the erotic we'll get, part in But a I was bit. like, she writes naughty <laughs> dark books. And she, yeah, let's get through the dark books. First. That's, that's what yeah, Kim I says. Yeah, like, no, I do says, write she was all like, genres. Yeah, she, she was like, I'm going, oh, she sounds cool. I was like, yeah, let's get on. So yeah, so you, you do all genres but, sort of thing, is it? I do, I do everything from young adult to erotica. This, this, this short uh, flash fiction, is exactly what you, we were just talking about. So I'm going to read it. It's called Poison. Poison. I raise a cup to my lips, pause for a second while I think about the implications of my actions, and then I drink every drop of the bitter tasting liquid. The note is written, enveloped, and sitting on the kitchen table. It's too late for regrets. Already I feel the poison working its way through my system. My heart starts racing while drips of sweat run down my face. Images before me go in and out of focus. I fight for my vision, but it's useless. Darkness covers the corner of my sight and tears start to pour. I'm not crying. I'm not sad. This is the way I wanted it. A quick death to end the torment of my wretched life. Pills can be pumped, but poison works fast. I've done my research. The room starts spinning, causing my stomach to retch. The pain begins. I never thought it would hurt this much. My stomach's on fire. I can feel the flames eating me up. Watery blood starts to flow from my nose, but I don't have the strength to wipe it away. My breathing becomes shallow. I hope this is the end. I fall to the floor on my knees and retch up pints of blood, among other things. I can smell the rusty odour of my blood, yet I can taste nothing. I can't catch my breath. I gasp for air, but my throat is closed. I wanted it to end. I want my life to end, but even now I'm fighting to live. Every vein throbs, pulsating through my ears. My body starts to jerk uncomfortably. Strength fails and I land in my own blood. My mouth opens for one last breath. Holy shit. That's, that, now I know what you're talking about, to be fair. I'm certain listening to this going, it's getting worse and worse. This is like proper descriptive of this. Did you said about drinking bleach and that's the first thing that came into my head is my short class uh, fiction. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. When do you come up? How do you come up with stuff like this? You know, because this is like, you, know, you mentioned it's dark stuff. I mean, do you have to get yourself in a sort of mindset or is it just, just pops into your head when you watch a scary film or something? Um... Gosh, um, both ways. Um, a lot of my story ideas from, from the beginning, from the, the outlaw motorcycle clubs, thrillers and dark romances and stuff, they're all from nightmares I've had. Oh, crazy. And then turned into a novel. And they're dark romance, a lot of sexual violence and graphic uh, uh, scenes in, in those books. Um the flash fiction, Heads and Tails, 
actually, I would, I was doing, um, I was contacting some agents and I wanted to have a CV. So I thought I could, if I can get some small um, short fiction published in magazines online and what have you, then I can have a nice publishing CV and it'll look better when I contact the agents. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'll do all these uh, flash fiction. And um, I'm a, I'm an absolutely lover of, of heavy metal music and, and rock music and stuff. And so I, one of my favorite bands, uh, Iron Maiden, um, one of my favorite albums from them, Best of the Beast. I looked at the titles of their songs and every single title I wrote a flash fiction for had nothing to do with what their songs or the lyrics were about. It was taken from their title. That was pretty cool. So after, say, I wasn't more of a 28, maybe 28 different songs, I had 28 different flash fictions that had nothing to do with I Made In or their lyrics, just the title of the song. And, of course, when I put it into my book, Heads and Tails, yeah. um, I couldn't um, use a lot. I couldn't use all of the um, names, titles of the songs. So some of them have been changed, but others are actually from the album. Because <laughs> you probably got um, a big old, but, big old copyright claim against you. <laughs> exactly, uh, but they they inspired me. Uh, rock, rock music always inspires me, no matter what I'm writing. I could be yeah. writing a young adult to an erotica to a dark horror, and and I'd be listening to rock music in the background. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I'm the same. I'm, I've always been my my rock music, metal music, and it's it's a big influence in my life as well. From what I do and what I'm all about, you know, it's just uh, it's obviously it's all it's got such a big thing. It's I've always been listening to it since my my dad. He's been old school kind of Black Sabbath sort of thing back in the seventies. Oh, you know, cool. uh, what about you? What do you listen to? Everything really, you know. I mean, I went to when I was back in the day when I was a youngster, it was early late nineties, early two thousands. That's when I was during my kind of college 18 19 so you had a lot of new metal coming through you know but i was a big fan of like kind of the old school stuff you know like metallica um oh, then wow. back to the 80s like the motley cruise the aerosmiths all yeah. these sort of oh things. my god that's so cool same so, here i used like, to sing in a rock band as well oh really what was that what was yeah, that just... i used to i used to gig around uh the local pubs um i used to be the lead singer um chain mail we were called and we did all covers like bon jovi and oh, nice. um heart and vixen and loads of brian adams loads of 80 rock rock covers it hair so metal cool. isn't it? it's the hair metal that's the hair to... metal that's oh, uh, my God. love it it's good though but the thing love is though, now now it's all starting to become back again you know, they're, they're, i've noticed when it comes to music they always go through different genres but then they always kind of circle back on them and kind of with different twists on it sort of thing, you know? And they're starting to kind of get to that stage now with metal music's now starting to become a little bit better because during the 2000s, I really hated it because there's nothing, it's like, oh, this is boring, had, man. There's um, nothing there. Nickelback, we had uh, Puddle of Mud. They were probably the only two albums I bothered even buying really? those times. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I'm a huge Linkin Park. 80s. Yeah, I'm a huge Linkin oh, Park Linkin fan. Oh, Linkin Park. Oh, Love my that. God, I had every one of their... Every one of their albums of Linkin Park, including the ones that came out after. Yeah. That was just so sad. That's a shame. It just shows you what happens, what what can happen. You can be on top of the world with the most famous singer in the world and you can still have problems. It doesn't problems. matter. Exactly. Depression, depression is a mental health problem. It's not uh, the person's lifestyle that's causing it. It's not something that's happened in their life that's causing it. It's an in it's an imbalance of the chemical in the brain that causes depression. You might have the most money in the world. You might have the most amazing wife, fantastic family, um, be top of the charts and, and still suffer from manic depression. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And it's, it's a shame. So hopefully it'll get kind of highlighted a little bit more now. I know it's been, it's hard work. Yes. And uh, I was mentioned on my, one of my shows. I, th- I can't remember who it was. I think it was with uh, Jane. It was uh, one of my, previous episodes and we're talking about the mental health side of things and i say that our generation now we are in the kind of transition because you've got the old generation who don't know much about all this sort of stuff when you get the new generation like our children who are now actually experiencing it so we're like the transition we're the ones who have to kind of are the foundation block of it and some people don't understand mm-hmm. it as well as you should do because they because it's mm-hmm. so new our, our parents are not going to understand it in the slightest but our children mm-hmm. understand it more than we do and now we're the ones having to guide these people and i think that's what kind of puts a lot of struggle on some people 
Yeah, I mean, I've done uh, a few podcasts talking about it because uh, I've suffered from depression most of my life. And uh, I have some serious um, health problems as well. And um, depression, of course, uh, doesn't help when you're suffering from chronic pain and what have you. So, mm. uh, so I was, um, I'm able to be open about it and discuss it because it is, it is a, a, a thing that goes on and people just need to realize that it's not the person's lifestyle or their fault for feeling like they do yeah. um that it is a medical reason a reason um it has a title there are uh, therapy and uh, medicines out there to help people if they want That's the right. help and there is always someone online to listen to them if they need to speak to someone Definitely, definitely. When things get so bad, when it gets to that stage where you can't think of anything else except just getting out of the out of it, then that's when you need to pick up the phone and talk to someone. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Do you use obviously you said you could have like suffered with like depression? Do you use that sort of like kind of I wouldn't say that that energy, but that sort of thing in your writing? Do you know every single author suffers from depression? Oh, really? It's one of it is you can ask any of them. It's one of our I wouldn't put it, you can think of it as a negative thing, but it's not because it gets us to places we need to go in some of our thrillers, our horror, darker scenes. Um, we can we can step into that and we can get out of it quite easily as well. But um, hearing voices in our heads. Um, hearing the characters talk to us that's a, another thing that every author goes through and um, depression is the, the other I think depression happens with most artists I don't think it's just authors I, I think say, it's yeah. musicians artists it's because of the artistic um, blood they have thrown and their um, imagination and everything that that causes de depression unfortunately um, as long as we don't cut off our ears like Van Gogh did, do you know? <laughs> well, it's the, same sort of, it's, the same, it's the same sort of thing. It's like when you're, um, it's like, say, like Taylor Swift, for instance. You know, I mean, she was singing when she was back, when she first started about whole happy stuff and all that sort of stuff, you know, and she sucked. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until she started singing about breakups and how she hates men and stuff, she started becoming famous. It's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is, and that's what it is, you know. <laughs> It's like it's it look like same with, with Adele. Adele only has an album every like seven years because the rest of the time she's all right. It's only when she has something bad happens she releases an album. You are so on the ball with that. Oh you my know, god! It's when a kid. You are oh, when so a, on the ball. Yeah, when a kid gets older and she goes like that when she's like thirteen or something, she goes, "Mummy, mummy, Adele." And I goes, "What? How did you? How did you and Daddy split up?" And she went, "Here's here's the album thirty. It's track five. <laughs> that would explain everything. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous." I love it. So true, so true. But I mean, a lot of my experiences through my life have gone into my books. Um, uh, Stone Cold is very bi biographical. This is based in Scotland, actually, uh, Edinburgh. And um, it's a young adult supernatural thriller, but take away the gruesome murders and the supernatural part. It's actually quite biographical. Okay. And it's to do about bullying because I was bullied through all of my schooling, physically and mentally oh, bullied. And, and then I was cyber bullied on, uh, online. And, um, and then I was uh, mentally bullied by people I thought were friends locally. So Bye. I've gone through bullying, all, four, all, all kinds of bullying through my life. And so um, Stone Cold has a lot of that. And I got a lot of closure off the bullies in that book it was quite satisfying <laughs> i was gonna say i think it's very satisfying don't piss off an author that's the last that's, thing uh, you you're gonna die in one book you know what i mean because I, yeah. I was saying that so normally when i say I, I spoke to an author uh probably a, a few months back and i said the same thing to them and they said like obviously the stuff you've been through do you always have like people that have pissed you off that your life do you put them in your books and her version of it was like no nah, i don't give them the satisfaction and i was like that's a shit answer i want you to sit there and go yes i put them in your, my book and they died oh with a head God. getting chopped off and everything. It was amazing. Yeah, head. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, the head hey. chopped off. That was one of them with an axe. Yeah, another <laughs> one was was poison. Um, another one she pushed off a ravine, and um, he smashed his head completely open on the rocks down below. 
another one was a car crash and then being stuck in a tree and the door being dented so she couldn't get out and then the smoke coming through the vents and then the fire started and all you hear is screaming banging on the windows while Jesus. the fire's eating the skin off yeah so um yeah i had been doing that book that's stone cold for everyone out there to uh, check it out it's um ebook and it's available in a really really cute little pocket book you can fit in your pocket looks good so so check that out and um a flash of horror is also a pocket book you can uh, take with you on the bus or train um anywhere you want because it's so small to fit in your pocket or handbag nice but, um so you do a lot of so obviously that's the, the kind of the horror kind of stuff you do and the kind of the dark stuff. You mentioned you do you do naughty books as well, like erotica. I do naughty books. I like the way you say <laughs> naughty books. Okay, so <laughs> what happened was I I started uh, collaborating with another author. She was actually an old client of mine. We've known each other for years, and we both wanted to do a dystopian. We wanted to create a dystopian world. Right. And so we got on Zoom and had a two-hour conference. And by the time we finished, wow. we had the plot from book one done. The characters, the, the storyline, the names, the, everything that happened in this dystopian world, the total world building was done in two hours. So then we, we spent time doing scenes each and swapping them over and checking it and changing things and swapping it back. And, and in the end, we got Toxic. It's called Toxic. And it's book one of now a trilogy um and what happened was um i wanted to spice mine up and um she wanted to keep hers uh, nice and clean right okay so we got the same book out for our readers and they had the choice then of not naughty or nice oh right okay so you've done two versions of it exactly the same book but two versions so the reader gets ah. the choice of erotica or not who's who's and, winning um, who, who's winning the in the, the sales aspect right now i think i think erotica is because we're all dirty bastards that's why <laughs> yeah yeah they're like a bit of spice in their life <laughs> um but what it is um we then got um like i said to you before that people are coming to me about the contracts um we got offered a publishing contract they wanted to take all six books when the trilogy was done okay and they wanted to do keep it as erotica and yeah. naughty and nice um so we signed a contact with them just before christmas Ooh. um first draft of book two is done and dusted so we have to wait for them to uh, edit it and tell us what needs changing and adding and what have you editing's a nightmare and um then book three will um we know what's going to happen in book three but we haven't discussed it or planned it out yet but that will be a, a trilogy but you can retox it on its own um, as the uh, adult erotica so it's a pocketbook again um, and as a paperback or you can get the ebook I think it's something like something silly like 199 or something ah, sorry, you know, yeah yeah it's nothing but so so your wife I mean I'll send you I'll send you an ebook copy for your wife she got an e-reader um yeah she's got a laptop so we can just chuck it on that brilliant I'll send that to her there you go she'll, she'll be chuffed at that toxic yeah, no. I'm gonna say to how do you got how do you got a naughty book coming? Yeah, you just you just you heard that shit. Yay! <laughs> um, the one that came out in November is another genre that I delved into that I've never written before. I love trying these new different genres, and this was dark mafia romance. So, what happens with it's an unusual it genre? Mafia, that's, that's an unusual genre. It, it is an unusual genre. If you think of um Scarface yeah. and uh, Robert De Niro and um what was his name um Al Pacino sort of thing Godfather Al Pacino sort of all the gangster mafia movies Goodfellas how violent they were but how true to life they were yeah. so I don't sugarcoat any of my books when I'm talking about um outlaw motorcycle clubs or I'm talking about the mafia then I go right in and I don't sugarcoat. So there's there's physical violence, uh, very graphic, and there's also very uh, um, explicit sex scenes. So you could call it an erotica, even though it's not. It's more it's more to do about um, uh, this uh, woman who decides that she doesn't want to be an author anymore. 
and that she wants to actually live the fiction rather than write it. Nice. So she starts studying and she becomes an MI5 agent. Ooh. And what she doesn't know, um, and it's not until she gets these uh, coded messages that I'll, I'll give it away if I say it, but um, anyway, the Greek mafia, the um, Italian mafia and the Russian mafia are all involved and MI5 are all involved in this novel called Broken Chains. Sounds like a James it's, Bond film. It's it's worse than James Bond film. It's <laughs> um it's 18, it's adults only, it's 18 plus because I I have to keep going on about this because I don't want people picking it up and then give me a bad review because of the content is yeah. very graphic and very explicit. Um the reviews have come back absolutely five stars down the ball everyone's loved it it's won a book award already for the um top pick of a book award and it won um top 10 of the indies book of 2021 so it's done since it came out in november it's done really really well and people are loving it so if you like that kind of thing and it seems to be i don't know women just want that violence (laughs) They, they want they do they want to read about the violence they want to read about sexual violence. For I don't know how I feel, know how I feel about that. <laughs> they, they want, they want, no, seriously, they, it's, it's one of the top genres now, um, mafia and dark romance. It's like, you can think of Fifty Shades, yeah. but then throw in... Um, the triads. Throw in, yeah, throw in uh, The Godfather, um, The Craze. You know, it's it's oh that it's, craziness, um, yeah, yeah. It's that's it's pretty. Huh? That's men. I never thought of that. I wouldn't have thought that something. I would always thought that the the best genre is like a sci-fi or like a fantasy. I wouldn't think of like a violent dark novel and start like mafia stuff. They, men a dark romance is so hot. <laughs> it is so big out there. Honestly, wow. the women are so loving it. Absolutely loving it. So Road Rage, which came comes out February the first, is actually yeah. a um, rebranding of um, my actual book that came that is already published. It's just it's taken a, a publishing imprint and it's got a fucking badass cover. <laughs> oh, you want to see this cover? I don't have a copy to show you, but the no. cover is badass. Nice, it really is. Uh, the covers are going to sell the books. So um, the whole the, the um, Outlaw series is four books, um, all to do with outlaw motorcycle clubs, but different okay. ones, different stories. Um, they've all been imprinted by Dirty Streets Press, and they've all got these badass covers now. So they're coming out one after another after I've uh, um, read them through in that. But they are dark romance. Again, we're talking about outlaw motorcycle clubs like yeah in sons of anarchy oh, it's, it's worse like than sons of anarchy Christ. sons of anarchy's tame compared to mine. <laughs> oh, um, and 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 stuff that goes on uh but in but in the club of hell's angels not what you see outside or what you see of hate angels i'm talking yeah. about what goes on inside I've been around bikers most of my life, um, not in a club, never in a club, but I used to sing in a band. I used to ride a, a Vago uh, 250. Um, and um, when I was growing up, we had Hells Angels. Uh, the next door neighbor was a lady to a Hells Angel. So we had them all Jeez. the time. And she, her and my mum were like best friends. So they were in and out our house and we were, yeah. you know, we got to know them really well, all the guys and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I've been around Outlaw Bikers. So um, I, I make it entertaining because it needs to be. It's a novel. Oh, yeah, of course. But I, I'm also very, very true to life. Yeah. When I write about stuff like that, it's very gritty. It's very dark because I'm, I'm being honest. And even mm. with um, this, um, the first book, which is a, a young adult it's a young adult, but it's still a uh, MC about a, a street gang and a romance. Um, again, it's not candy floss and, and love hearts. I don't have a lot of happy <laughs> endings in my book because romances, especially nowadays, aren't all love heart and you know, candy floss. You know, there's yeah. divorce, there's um, affairs, there's a triangle, you know. So... I, I try and keep it as close and as realistic as I can 
with, cool. with my books. That's the best way to be because that means it can be relatable. So I thought, well, not relatable, but people, people know, as you mentioned before, people can be stupid, but people are not stupid. They understand that things are fictional, but then you can read something and say, well, this could actually really happen. Same as watching a film. You could look at a film and go, this could actually happen. You know, obviously not Star mm-hmm. Wars or anything like that or Harry Potter, but watching these sort of like kind of gangster movies, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, this, this could be real life. Yeah, I mean, as someone who's never read a, a mafia book before, pick up My Dark Romance Mafia, is going to be shocked as hell. But <laughs> they'll know from the cover, from the blurb, what they're going to get. Yeah. It warns them, you know. So, But if they love dark romance or if they love mafia thrillers, then you're going to love Broken Chains because oh, it is just thrilling. It oh, is a really, awesome. really good book. Excellent storyline. And pick. loads of twists. When you think you know what's happening, I then throw in that twist and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> I love it. Shit. Yeah, no, they had no idea it, that that was coming. No idea at all. Fantastic. I love that with flash fiction as well. My flash fiction, even a, a one and a half page short story, I can have a twist right at the end where they go, holy shit, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I love doing that to my readers. <laughs> that is, I can imagine it's a bit of satisfaction sort of thing where you can have that reaction. And then it's obviously you must be doing something, right? If you get your audience to come and comment to you going, I can't believe that twist ending, you son of a bitch, and all that. And it must be like, yeah, yeah. I've done you. Didn't see that coming, did you, you bastard? <laughs> yeah, so um, Stone Cold, um, many people in the reviews said about the, the twist at the end. And when we say at the end, I'm talking like the last three sentences of the whole book makes everyone go, holy shit. And they make them think about what they've just read and right. try and find out where the clues were okay. to get to that twist. So it all comes, it all, everything comes full circle and it just, everything just falls into place. I love that. Exactly. I love that. Make, so, it's very thought provoking that book. After you've read it, you're like, for days you'll be like, what the fuck, you know, what the fuck <laughs> did I just read, you know? Especially with that twist at the end, people didn't see that coming at all. So, so 2022 is going to be an awesome year for you. So, what else you got planned? What's happening this year for you? Uh, I don't want to plan ahead. No, I really don't, because you know you don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. We've got that contract with Toxic, so that's going to be finished definitely this year. Um, my second book that I'm re-releasing is Lawless Justice, which is a vigilante female gang from the UK that get paid to sort people out and they're called the kittens with a Z. (laughs) Just to be a little bit edgy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They have, their claws are sharp. Yeah. Nice. Um, Yeah. Lots of little um, silly little catchphrases like that, but it's a, that's a a pretty dark book as well. We go through each of their um, cases that they work on um, because each of the women in the gang, they have a professional job and they live double lives. Yeah. They're the kittens at night. When they put their leathers on, they become the kittens. When they're during the day, they work in a different town to where they hang out at night. Um, they're disguised, but they're professionals. One's a psychiatrist, one's a doctor, one's a lawyer. One is a journalist, one is a uh, mechanic, so and one's a photographer. So they have these um, professional lives where they do really good jobs, but their job also entails with their um, their other job as a vigilantist because before they take on a case, they want to do their own research and make sure that this person deserves to get a belt in. Okay, you know that's I mean? pretty Their house deserves yeah. to get bombed. Yeah, that's you know, a, they, they, they do a research, a you know, yeah. Exactly. They need yeah. to make sure that that person, that if they're getting paid to sort someone out or to uh, to put a petrol bomb through a, a shop window, they need to know why and they need to make sure there is a reason. So they're not just going out and taking money and just doing these bad things. They're doing it because this person can't deal with the bullies. This person... Uh, can't deal with what's uh, happened in their lives and they need someone else to do that dirty work for them but uh, yeah being a journalist being a lawyer being a photographer they can they can do their research and then they have a Sunday meeting where they go through everything and they decide yes or no and it has to be unanimous every one of them has to agree to it before they go ahead and and do this case so um 
yeah, this is the one bug that everyone says they want to see is a movie. Oh, I like that. That's always a good thing. I love it. You, you, every, every, is that like the, the dream of an author to have their 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 book into a movie? Of of course, of course. <laughs> That's it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, out of all of them, including, I'd love to see Broken Chains in a movie. But there's been so many movies like that already. Whereas the kittens with the lawless justice, nothing has been out. Nothing like that has ever come out on film. Okay. And I had a few people interested. They were going to do the screen uh, writing. They were going yeah. to uh, contact their contacts and everything just fell through, you fell know, through, with yeah. COVID and what have you. How do you get you in touch with them? Um... How do you get in touch with Scott Vickers? He's uh, he was on my show a few weeks back. Um, he's obviously uh, an actor, gone director, and all that sort of stuff. And he's into all that sort of like kind of edgy stuff. So I'll um, find your details over. He's a fan of the show. If you're listening to this, Scott, get involved. Yeah, get involved most definitely. He's yeah. good. It's good. So where can obviously where can people find you then, Karina? Where can they, they can I grab your books and all that sort of stuff from? Okay, unfortunately, I'm on Amazon. <laughs> Wee, you have to bite the bullet. Come on. It's not as if that small company, Amazon, you're going to have to, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm on Amazon um, for my paperbacks and ebooks. You can find them on Barnes and Noble. Uh, if you have uh, Apple, iPad, um, iPhone, you can get them from Apple. Um, you can find them on um, Kobo. And also, if you go over to my uh, what was it, LinkedIn LinkedIn page, is it LinkedIn? I think so. I have a um, link tree. And um, yep. if you click on that, then Got every one of the links for the books, every one of my social media links, everything Beautiful. is on there. So also, if you go over to Facebook, to Karina Ganters, click on the banner. All of my links are on there as well on the banner description. Beautiful. Obviously, obviously, uh, if you're looking, guys, to listen in the description below, uh, we'll put all the links on there so you can have full access to the the catalogue of Karina and enter the crazy mind that is Karina Ganters. Oh, warped mind, warped crazy mind. Brilliant. I so admit it. I love it. Great. Well, Karina, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I've had a great time with you, and I'm looking forward to kind of picking up. We're going to pick up a couple of your books in there, see how we got on, and I'll probably get an email going, that bloody twist, you son of a bitch. So that's probably <laughs> you get from me. It's been great being here, chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. No problems, Karina. Take care.